This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 221 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I am your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by my mainest man, Willie Sailor. Back in the saddle, back from a, 10 days gone. Christian's back home safe and sound. Um, I was worried about you, little buddy. Um, yeah. I didn't even actually realize that. The wedding that you were going to was in Charlottesville. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it was. Well, the wedding wasn't technically in Charlottesville, but it was like out in the country, in the county of Orange. But we, everyone stayed. There, there's an Orange County in about 12 states. Every state. Um, but this Orange County is where the wedding was. But everyone was staying in Charlottesville, um, which was, which, which was, you know, we didn't. I didn't know there was going to be some white supremacist rally there at, at the time. So we we pull into the. <laughs> Into the hotel. Of course you didn't. And we're like, there's, there are, there were, not kidding, like a hundred state troopers staying there. They're out in the hall. I was like, oh, there must be some sort of a convention going on. Yeah. <laughs> no, not no. a convention. White supremacist rally in Charlottesville to the point. So the day of the wedding, Ryan, he likes soccer. We're going to go Ryan, watch. Ryan's your brother. And Ryan's my brother. He got married. Congrats to Ryan and Kara. So he wanted to go. <laughs> And watch the soccer. You know they play in the morning. It's in Europe. So Saturday mornings you go and you watch it. So we're going to this bar downtown Charlottesville. And it was closed. We're like, oh, geez. All right, well, this must be really a thing. So we're staying there trying to figure out what we're doing. Now, Charlottesville's small, right? Small town. It's it's so weird that something like this would happen. If you've if you ever been to Charlottesville, Charlottesville is one where UVA is, okay? So it's a lot of smart people, almost uh, – it's intellectual slash hippie vibe kind of thing. Very liberal, progressive part it, of the state. Affluent? I mean, there's parts that are affluent, but it's not like it's a little stuffy. But you know, it's just a it's a you know it's a really nice city. Mm-hmm. So for something like that to happen in Charlottesville is just strange for anyone that's been there. It just doesn't really fit. It's not you know Birmingham, Alabama, or like Mississippi or something. So. 
we, we go and we're just standing there like, oh, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? And we're walking down the street and we pass, like, no lie, like 15 guys, like all, they're handing out white t-shirts walking down. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, then you're like, <coughs> there's a helicopter hovering. We're like, maybe we should not be. <laughs> yeah. we're, we were literally right where, just down the road from where this the statue was that is the source of, of the controversy. And it, it was so, like, and then it was just, like, the reality of, like, man, this is, this is so gross. This is so disgusting that these white nationalists are so emboldened right now that they're so, con- I mean, like, they're walking around. You can see their faces. They're they're not even ashamed of like the the darkness that's in their soul. It, it, it was it was very. And then you know to go to the wedding and you find they're out, always like that, right? Like every time you no, see these, you know they're KKK. Every, they wear the hoods. They're total. Now they're they're just out there. They have to talk themselves up and get mentally prepared to be mentally tough or something like that. I, I don't know. Every time I see them march, they're like there's false sense of pride or something. It's weird. Yeah. So we, then later on, you know, we find out someone's run over, find out a helicopter crashed. Very sad. And, you know, and it, we we're staying at this, you know, it's a decent, it's a double tree hotel, but there were some of the white supremacists were staying there and like walk, walking by these people, knowing who they were. It's like, it, t- it takes everything in you to, to not just lose your mind on these people. Um, yeah. I mean... I don't understand. I mean, I understand. It's it's difficult to like not say get out of here, scumbag, right? It's it's different. It's difficult not to protest them. But in the same breath, why can't let him let him commune for let him protest for an hour and then get him out? Just right. But I don't know. There's something to be said for for confronting evil and and calling it out and not letting them feel like they can just yeah. But then. Good people get injured. Yeah, yeah. It's sad. It's sad. I don't know what, what the solution is. Very, very sad. Very S- sad. Speaking of not knowing what the solution is, Nicky Suriano. Nick Suriano. What's he doing? Where, where's he going? <clears throat> what's he doing? I'm not entirely sure. We thought we knew. A, a week and then ago. We... A week ago. This was so crazy. So I was technically su- supposed to be kind of on vacation, but I couldn't. Couldn't be really. For, for something like this. So someone texts me as I'm bringing my son from the playground in the middle of Pennsylvania, ironically. It's a great state. Suriano off the Penn State roster. So I Tokyo drift it back to Grandpa's house. Okay, get did there. Did you get a tip? Did somebody say, hey, he's off the roster? Or did I, you just... I literally just said, someone texted me. I, I, was, I said it 14 seconds ago. I was on, I was still thinking about Charlottesville. You were thinking about, Tok- <laughs> you were thinking about Tokyo Drift. Okay, so I go in there. I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's really off the roster. So I do a little quick, quick write-up and publish it. goes up. Then immediately, they're like, he's on the roster. Ah, But I kept it open, so I screenshot it. I was like, I'm not an idiot. You're not going to get me. You're not going to trick me and make me look stupid. So I got, I got the screenshots to prove it. Okay, then he was off, then back on, then a little bit later, he was back off it, and then with the new true freshman added in. So it was like a crazy like hour and a half where it's like, I wonder what? why they did that. I wonder why they took him off and put him. Well, back I think, I think they were turning over the roster. Is what I was told. They're 
Well, then they eventually turned the whole thing over, right? Right, but the the weird thing was when they published it, the only thing changed. The only thing changed was Suriano, and when they put him back on, he was the only guy with his grade changed. He was a sophomore. Mark Hall was still a freshman. Zane Rutherford, uh, to the fright of many, was still listed as a junior. Um, but then ultimately, <coughs> it got now he's off the roster, and then. The second thing is like, okay, then Penn State puts out the statement. He's been released to wrestle at Rutgers, and we're going to comply with whatever the Big Ten thing is. Which, like, the code in there is that there's this waiver thing. So there's a release, and then there's a waiver. It's what? very confusing Did process. you see the screenshot I did of the Matt.com? I tweeted. The top eight topics on the Matt.com were all Suriano. Eight. Eight topics. And most of them were talking about that. So what is so? Some of them were like, you know, well, if if Penn State really wanted to release him, they would release him and write a letter to the Big Ten supporting his release right. and and uh, that his ability to wrestle right away. And others were like, no, Penn State did their part; they released him. What was your take on all that? So my take on on what what Penn State is is doing or. Basically, the my understanding is the athletic director d- does not believe in, in signing this waiver. And that's like her principle. They're not going to – they'll sign the release, but they're not going to give this waiver and just let people go Big Ten to Big Ten willy-nilly. Um, and that was explained to me a little more in depth, like the why, like why it makes sense. And, and there are some points well, I mean, in there. The um, critics – Because basically what, what it does – what, how it was explained to me is like, if you, let's say they release Suriano, okay, and they sign the waiver as well, but then star football, star basketball player, uh, star volleyball player at Penn State, if they want to transfer and they don't get the waiver, well, wait, you gave it to Nick Suriano. You That's didn't right. give it to me. So now, basically, you're just saying, and, and there's, there, there's a case that, hey, maybe you should just say everyone can go. If you want to go, just go. If you want to go, just go. But you're not going to be able to pull that back in if you sign the waiver. It's basically how... Yeah, there's... And there's different rules for basketball and football, too. Basketball and football is like if you transfer, you have to sit a year. D1 to D1. Even if it's not conference. D1 to D1? Right, Kyle? I I mean, that's the NCAA rule. You're supposed to sit a year. That's correct. Unless you get a release. Yeah. Okay. Basketball and football. Now, it doesn't apply to other sports, one including wrestling. So there's all this stuff going on. But, you know, <clears throat> the critics are like, well, if, if Penn State really wanted to allow Soriano to be eligible, they would. They only they didn't go all the way to make it happen. I mean, should they? <laughs> right? I don't know. So, <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I want to see Nick Soriano wrestle for whoever he wants to wrestle for immediately. But at the same time, <clears throat> Nick Soriano's leaving Penn State, and then you want Penn State to say, yeah, here's a release. We're also ra- writing a glowing recommendation that you be immediately eligible. If, I mean, here's my thing. I, I think you should just let him go. And, and the reason I believe that is he's not <clears throat> looking for uh, – he's not chasing a better situation. If, if, if this was reversed and Nick had gone to Rutgers for a year – things went bad and he wanted to go to Penn State, I feel like, I, maybe, fair or not, I would feel differently about this. Like, him going there, it's like, all right, you're, you're just ditching for a better situation. 
it is inarguable that Rutgers wrestling is a worse wrestling situation. Why? He's not pursuing. He's not. Um, there's other reasons he wants why to leave. Extent, why does it matter? Why does it matter? Why does it? Why do the reasons you're leaving matter? I mean, the only the only acceptable reason, if you're looking for reasons, right? If you're saying, well, circumstances matter. I don't think circumstances matter. I think you should have a policy, except like if his mother was sick or something. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess that would be an extenuating circumstance. I th- I think if you're not happy at a place, if you don't want to be somewhere, if you're, um. And, and I don't know the exact situation with Nick. I don't know that there's an, an emotional component. But I just think in general, if, if there's something like that going on, a kid who just wants to be closer to home, okay, hey, this isn't for me. In a, in a perfect world, I agree with you. In a, perfect, in a perfect world where things were simpler, Nick Soriano wants to go from Penn State to Rutgers. He just wants to go be in the Garden State. He wants to be, go back home, closer to home, closer to his family. I get it. The problem is it's a slippery slope, and you do it once, and then everybody does it. And and there's it, it gets to be a tangled web. There gets to be problems. Yeah, for sure. Maybe it could be case by case. Um, I think in the Suriano case, you know, if he, if he really desperately doesn't want to be there, he wants to go back to New Jersey, Rutgers is not a threat to Penn State um, in any way. You know, if this was Iowa, okay, yeah. You're not, you're not going to say, oh, go ahead, Nick. Um, if it was another school, if it was Oklahoma St- State, not that they need a 25 or 30. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. <clears throat> and I'm listen, I, I'm providing counterpoints. I'm not – I but I in no way, shape, or form want Nick Soriano to sit a year. I don't want that – I, I want Nick Soriano to be happy. Good kid. Um, he's a good kid. He's a good kid. But so, Rutgers might not be a threat to Penn State. But Ohio State is. Oh, yes. And so you can say, well, why are they punishing Nick Soriano and Rutgers? They're not a threat to him. Ohio State is. Yeah. I mean, if no matter where he winds up, it hurts Penn State. <laughs> it hurts Penn State. <clears throat> it hurts them badly. So I don't get this. I don't get this. I mean, I, I get the sense Penn State's really dominant. So the whole other wrestling world is like big, bad Penn State. But what are you thinking about when you say it is incumbent upon Penn State to, like, be happy? Like, just accept that he's leaving. You don't be happy with that. You don't accept that. It's not Penn State's duty to accept. When they went out and they spent resources and they got Nick Soriano and they spent time recruiting him and they get him in there and Nick Soriano has a great year and then he wants to leave – why are you acting like it's audacious for Penn State to not say, yeah, Nick, go do what you want to do? What, why is that a, like a foreign concept to y'all? This is a classic example of like people treat sports differently than they would treat real life. Mm-hmm. That's a good like, point. If I leave Flo, right? Oh, you're dead to me. Bro, exactly. Well, you're right. But like, <laughs> You guys can let me go, right? I would not you release you. you. I, I wouldn't would sign re- the waiver. Right. No. I'm not signing the waiver. But So you can, like, let Unless me go, it was but you don't have to write a letter, recommenda- letter of recommendation. You don't have to, like, support my move to a different place while still, like, allowing me to leave and just, like, doing the normal thing. Of, well, you know, he 
filled out the paperwork, he resigned, da-da-da, and we're done. Mm. This happens all the time in sports, or like hometown discount professional sports. Like, none of these things actually happen in real life, but sports fans want them to happen when it applies to their favorite team, and it is moronic. Same thing with, I mean, yeah, you're exactly right, the LeBron James thing. He doesn't want to don't want to play for Cleveland right. anymore. Who cares? Yeah. Why wouldn't he? It's, he wants to go to Miami and play basketball with his yeah. Like, but everyone, they burned his jersey. He, he went yeah. to he went to a really fun city to hang out with his really good friends and win championships. <clears throat> Sounds awful. <laughs> Poor guy. What was he thinking? It's very selfish. It's very selfish. Very selfish, in my opinion. He was thinking about his family too much. And you so can yeah. apply that to both sides, right? For sure. So, the Suriano thing. Now, <laughs> the new iteration. Plot twist. Uh, the thing is, is it really a... Is it, is it, is it really surprising... Because, all right, so the plot twist being there are rumors circulating on message boards. They're not rumors, though. That conversations, and this is conversations with both sides, Penn State and the Sorianos, have commenced recently. And so to the point that maybe, (sighs) maybe he'll end up back at Penn State, which I said it last week. I've said it all along. Kind of makes the most sense in the world because one, and, and this is me not knowing the entire situation of why there was this um, discontent in the first place. But you're, you're leaving the best res- wrestling situation in the world, okay? Maybe not the world, but for college wrestling right now, it certainly is. And you're gonna probably give up a year of eligibility. I don't, and that's one thing that was said to me in this process. Nick is not gonna want to sit a year there's just not a, a scenario where he yeah. won't compete so i can't imagine this, his way to continue to compete <clears throat> will he end up back at penn state i don't know they took him off the roster that seems very <laughs> that seems somewhat final to me but <laughs> uh yeah i mean so it's still in play it, things are still in play allegedly i mean this has been a uh, an incredible drama for like the entire summer and to think it we is, we kind of ignored cool. it for a couple months. Yeah. Because, I mean, there was smoke, right? There's like, eh, you know, we heard this. And then it was like, this has been around for a while and picking up steam. And there's there's a thing here. And, and, it, here's and, then, the, it, and then it man, and then it materialized. And now it might go the other way. Off the roster, on the roster. So he will be, have been on the roster, off the roster, on the roster, off the roster, on the roster, all within like a week. If he if he goes back, that'd be something. Pat Don guy, he's gonna have carpal tunnel. I don't know who does the roster, but yeah. Um, another thing, when are these guys? Don't you aren't you going to school? Yeah, what time? Joey is it? McKenna, Did you see Nick the Soriano? You got can anybody see the calendar? Do you have your trapper keepers? Did you school is starting? Your books? Yeah, yeah. You got to get your book list. I don't know. It's the I, middle of August. It's, it's mid-August. These guys don't even know. Where are you going to school? Ah, not quite sure. I've got it narrowed down. Most people decided like a year ago where they're going to school. These guys are like, I don't know. I'll figure it out. How's Zuckerberg do it? <laughs> Classes um, start in six days. At Penn, for, at Penn State. At Penn State. Let's look up Rutgers. <laughs> uh, Lobdell, get on, get on Ohio State. Because McKenna, somebody said, "Can you could you enroll at both Rutgers and Penn State?" That was Dan Lobdell. 
Dan Lobdell said that. Okay, so no, you cannot. Willie asked that, and I said, like, <clears throat> as a normal student, you could probably be dual enrolled this at a is school, a, but not as a Division One athlete. This is completely opposite to what happened. Oh. So Rutgers he begins. Said, he said it, and I said You asked the question. No, I didn't. All right, shut up. Rutgers <laughs> yes, starts really Tuesday, September 6th. Okay, so you got a little time on that one. Yeah. So he's got till se- Tuesday, September 6th. Penn State starts in six days. What about Ohio State? Because a lot of people think Joy McKenna going to be going to oh, Ohio wait, who State. Sta- who starts in the sixth? Rutgers. Rutgers. First classes for Ohio State, August 23rd. That's like a week. Yeah. That's like a week. That's like a week. Okay. You know, no news. No, uh, no worries. But the good thing is we should know very soon, right? And these are like t- national title changing decisions. Yeah. Where Suriano goes changes the entire game. Where McKenna goes changes the entire game. It, he could be between Penn State and Ohio State for all we know. We'll hear soon. We'll hear soon. We'll hear soon. It's, it's been August. going on for months. It's, it's, it's late August. It's late August. We still don't know. Um, the rumor is Ohio State for McKenna, but we don't really know. I, yeah. He's been pretty quiet. I mean, it's been Ohio going... State kind of always made a lot of sense with him and Snyder being tight. He fits there. It was kind of like when he originally went to Stanford, everyone was like the whole time, like that, that he took that year between high school and Stanford, and everyone was like, he's not going to go to Stanford. He's not gonna go. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was like, he's not going. He's like, no. he, he never said anything to the contrary. He's always like, no, I'm going to Stanford. That Everyone's was like, the no, weirdest thing. It was the weirdest thing. He took that year and everybody was like, he ain't going to go. He's not, but he's not going to Stanford. He's, gonna he's not go. going to go. And every time I went to a Blair Academy duel and I stopped in this little coffee shop. Classic. Got a, a bagel and a coffee and Joey was in there. I'm like, Joey, you, you, you going to go to Stanford? He's like, yeah, I'm. I'm I'm going, going to Stanford, but nobody would believe. Him. Everyone was like, "Come on, oh, Joey. Joey, are you really, Joey?" But then he really went. Then he really did go for two years. But now he's really leaving. So it's kind of like affirmation. But but Lehigh, right? Um, Lehigh always made sense. Ohio State always made sense, um, and it, it ultimately kind of came down to those those schools in Penn State where he's going to wind up. Um, and we still don't know where exactly he's going to go, but. Man, it's just everything. We've never seen things in flux this late in the year. And then there's the Pat Downey wrinkle where could he be going to Iowa, giving them a bump at 84 or 97 wherever he decides Somebody, to But we don't he know. He would just be there second semester, though. Just from second what I understand. semester. Yeah. He, he is a, he is a uh, trade deadline pickup. Okay. He's, he's the ace. He's the DH you're getting at the trade deadline. Thanks, Shefty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shefty. On a gun like Tim Peter Kirchin. Gam- Peter Gammons. Yeah. So, Zeb, the, the other, <clears throat> somebody the other day tweeted me a, a picture of uh, a potential Oklahoma State lineup, and then Zeb said, "In what other, if Penn State wasn't so dominant, in what other era would this not be a national team contender? Yeah, did you say Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State. But, Zeb, what about Ohio State? Ohio. I mean, Ohio State's trotted out a monster lineup. Ohio State's going to have three national champions in their lineup. Not, yeah. And that doesn't count, like, Bo Jordan, Colin Moore, Efren. Efren, can you please Efren be louder? Efren has this paper Efren, bag. Efren, get over here. Efren. Come here. No, if you're going to No, if you're going to do that, that, now you're on the show, bud. Now you're on the show. Efren's over here eating a uh, sausage, egg, and cheese or something. He's 
got this the loudest bag. Did you? Can you? Can, what are you? Are can we you put that in a noisy bag, please? Are you wrapping a present? Welcome back, Christian. Hey, thanks, Efren. <laughs> thanks for ruining the show in any way you can. <laughs> Anyways, Jesus, before we were so rudely interrupted by Baylor alumni. Yes. Um, what were we talking about? I literally we forgot. were talking about oh, how Oklahoma good State. Ohio State's lineup is. I mean, Oklahoma State's lineup too. Uh, one of the point in that guy's tweet was that. Uh, could you see a scenario where Ohio moved to forty nine? I mean, no, Brock. No, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, I mean, it doesn't I, make I, sense. I, but I, it does. I, I think. I don't think Brock it, pulled hard last year, boy. He can. Yeah, he can do it again this year and then go up. Listen. The plan is so simple. If anything beyond this happens, I will be truly, truly surprised. Next right. year. It's, next year, Piccinini, Brock, Heil, Geo. Year after that, Piccinini, Fix, probably in that order. Why Geo, though? Why is everybody penciling Geo? Okay, or Lou Allen, or someone. Because Geo Martinez is good at wrestling. Uh, really you, good. you, you are American at Boise State. You are... Yes, uh, that's strong. Bet. I have such allegiance <laughs> Not to you, Colorado. Kyle. Kyle loves Gio Martinez. Oh, yeah, right. I do, but, I mean, bet. <laughs> I <laughs> Bet me. Who will be I the starter? Boo is better. Boo I is smaller. If, I think Boo, Boo is very good. Yeah, Boo's great. Except He wants to beat Bryce Meredith. Except Boo <laughs> is better. I would, I would say clubhouse leader right now is Gio. Boo could certainly prove himself worthy, but Gio's going to be the guy. I have no inside information on this. I just watch them. These guys wrestle, and I think Boo's better. I think there's more, a little, maybe a little more upside with Geo. With When's the last time you saw Boo wrestle? Yeah. What? Reno? Uh, yeah. Okay. That was pretty good. Hey, well, he's so a, what? Boo's so, so the last time I saw Boo wrestle was Reno. The last time you saw Geo wrestle was freestyle. So what? <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you his watch leg those attacks matches? Were crisp. Yeah, he. He didn't set the world on fire. I think he kind of did. He did. What he, did he? He didn't play. I don't think. No. He, well, didn't, he won seven matches. He won. Seven. He didn't. He didn't play. He DMP'd. Listen, you he, guys are like sit he, down, white pants. He yeah. DMP'd. He DMP'd, but he was like seven and two. He didn't set and the world on fire. He kind of did. Did he play? His one loss was to an NCAA champion. So he lost to who? Surtis and. <laughs> the first match, he was up 8-0 on Troy Heilman in like a minute yeah. and a half, and then lost. He lost he, to Troy Heilman. Listen, he thought he was up eight nothing a minute and a half to into Troy the Heilman. match. I don't care. Troy, one, Troy Heilman. Troy Heilman is pretty good. Two, he thought <clears throat> the tech was 8-0. He thought it was Greco. That's not his fault. He can't. He forgot. That's not his fault. If you put it an R after the G and a C after the E, his name would be Greco Martinez. Boy, that was really. That was a nomad comment. Yeah. Yeah, Oh come on, that's that's no. (laughs) Yes, it was. That's bullshit. I've never said. Nomad, look at his hair. Look at that tuft of hair. All right, no, no, no. Come on, come on. We're about to we're about to go crazy. Keep it focused. I'm taking Boo. Five bucks. Boo starts. All right, bet Geo. All right, no. Let's make let's make it. Who enters NCAA's? Okay, Geo. Five bucks. It's Boo. All right. Uh... No, well, hold on. There's what if he gets injured and stuff? What if Geo's the clear starter and gets what injured? What if Boo's a starter <clears throat> midway through the season and gets injured? Okay, that listen. Be fair. Whoever enters Big 12s, barring any injury, whoever was supposed to start okay. by the end of the year, five bucks all around. How about Chipotle? You go for Chipotle. T- yes. Popeyes chicken. Let's go Chipotle. I won so much Chipotle off Christian last year. 
All right. I'll take Gio at 49. But here's the question. Everyone's like, Dayton's a 25. Dayton's a 25. Why? I don't I, – I don't see – I think he should go 33. Especially next when year, you have Pichinini. Huh? Next year. Yeah, next year. Pichinini. Next year. I think it makes Pichinini. Pichinini. Okay, so next year, pitch, fix. No. Are you saying two years? The start of the 2018 season. Okay. Pitch, fix, Brock. Gior Boo or Tristan Moran or. It's crazy. Tristan Moran can't get in the lineup. He's pretty tough. He's really tough. What if Joseph goes up, Gio goes up? Gio's not big enough for 57. No, I don't think he is either. He's a scratch that. Never mind, <laughs> but I do think Joseph should go up. <clears throat> uh, but I then feel the very champ- strongly Joseph should mm. go up. No, but then that sets in a whole thing with Chandler has to go no. up, and then uh, Jacoby Smith has to go up. That's not good. I understand that. Well, they also have a red shirt for Joseph. They should. They that. should. I don't think they should mess with that too much. I mean, I don't unless think they will mess with that. Also, Caden mm, is going to come in. G. Oh, he'll yeah. be in the mix too. At forty nine, probably right. I think so. uh, he made. He didn't make thirty two, thirty eight. He missed thirty eight. He missed thirty eight. Wrestled forty five because of no, did, not in no, not at the open. yeah. He's talking in. Vegas. Oh, I thought you were talking about Fargo. He's talking Vegas. So he made thirty eight at Vegas. Missed it at Fargo. <clears throat> oh, hey, not that it's a surprise. Well, Nathan Tomasello is listed at twenty five on the Ohio State roster. He's going twenty five next year. Promise. Mm-hmm. Promise you, he will be he will be wrestling. My guess, my guess, is he will not wrestle many matches. He'll he'll be on a pitch count type of deal. Maybe he'll even wrestle thirty three early on. I doubt we see that, but I think inst- he's just going to be a couple weigh-ins at twenty five. He'll be great there. I'll probably pick him to win NCAA. What's twenty five this year? Is it just a two horse race? Well. Who am I forgetting? Le- Le- well, Lezak, Cruz, uh, Suriano. That's a pretty good four. Is Nato, Suriano would be my top two. Cruz, Lezak, kind of my three and four. Would you guys all take Nato, Suriano over those two? Yes. Does Suriano, does Suriano want to go up? Great question. That's a, I'm glad you brought that up. I don't know if he wants to go up to 33 or not. Because I brought that up to somebody – and they're like, why would Suriano want to go up? No, but there was a lot of, I mean, you never he know. You do fine at But you're getting a lot of smoke <clears throat> there, right? There's people saying he wants to go up. I don't know how true that is. To me, he doesn't look particularly me, big. Me no. neither. Yeah, I feel the But same you way. never know. He has negative body fat. Right. Right. Uh, but the, so, the yeah, same, that's. The same point. people saying, like, oh, why would he go up? The same ones that don't have to cut weight. Like, remember how you hated cutting weight when you were in wrestling? Like, Maybe yeah. Suriano yeah, does not like walks around enjoy cutting weight. I don't know. I haven't sit next to him. Yeah, he's embracing point. that. He is now understanding. You you guys hate when you like make a joke and then I just make it my own. You're like, well, you're ruining our fun by appropriating our joke. I would love to see Nomad standing next to Suriano with both of them shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> no, you would. Yes, yes, it would be hilarious. The contrast would be hysterical. Yes. I feel like that Tom Brady combine picture. Yes. Oh, Suriano's cut. Thanks. That was the point. Homies. <laughs> check his Instagram. Brian Cushing does. Brian Cushing is on Nick Suriano's Instagram. Brian brought the story. We gotta get out of here. Okay. <laughs> uh, Kyle, 
so last week they button hooked me. They said, "Hey, said Willie, you want to come to Top Golf and and play, um, you know, golf with Top Bono golf. and and Reader and Shop." Yeah, man. When when when's when's happening? Sunday morning. Cool. Saturday I, night they called me. I don't know who told you Sunday morning. I have it. I have it in text. Okay. Well, it, it wasn't from who. From Vinny Fathead. It wasn't me. Oh, okay. So don't trust anything he okay. says. But we went to Top Golf with the SDSU guys. Yes. And it was lovely. It was awesome. I'm. That's <coughs> one of the worst parts about being gone all this time is I miss Bono Reader and Shop, and Top Golf. So first of all. Who, wait, who is who is the better of the three? Who would you guess? I guess John Reader. No. I take Bono goes I take golfing Bono every Wednesday. What about every Wednesday? Bono goes golfing every Wednesday. Oh, dang, I bet he, he was crushing. It. He was can crushing he smash the ball. It? Oh yeah. Bono's <laughs> good at everything in life. I would take him to win everything, I'll, including two on two. I'll just, beat him. I'm gonna beat him in basketball this year. So there's that. that. That's not gonna happen. He's not that good at basketball. I mean, he's five two, so he's pretty good. I mean, you know, rest, he's wrestler good. He's athletic. Yeah, very. He's kind of strong too. He's athletic and explosive. <laughs> but uh, AJ Shop got most improved. Oh, really? He was like getting kind of frustrated at the beginning, and then he was he did great by the, the end. one game. Like threw ten balls, he hadn't scored a point. Yeah. And then like the last ten, he scored like a hundred. That's actually hard to do. And then he scored. Okay, so then the last ten, he scored like hundred and fifty points. Wow. Kyle, how did out. you do? You're like. Really freaking good. I did pretty good. That was all right. It wasn't Bono my best. Beat, Bono beat you? Mm-hmm. Because he would, like, crush it to the white, the farthest one out there. So he was scoring big points where I'm, like, consistently like, 14, 15, 16. He's scoring, like, 30. Guys, yeah. all of you should go to Top Golf <clears throat> right now. We should go right after the show. It's the greatest place on earth. What, it when really is, is. We need to start a flow Top Golf site. Just just a site around Top Golf. They parties. have Top Golf tournaments and stuff. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Let's, let's live stream them. I already I call that site. Really. <laughs> I always like to go second deck though. The upper deck. I played top golf. I played the best on the lower level. Okay, so that was cool having them in town, even though I wasn't here for that, sadly. Might have made it better actually. Did, it, <laughs> did they have any funny stories or any, anything funny happen? Didn't some dad try no. to beat up Reader? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, well this right, it's not that funny, but I found it really funny. This guy, they, so they're, doing, they're down here for a camp, right? Down here for a wrestling camp. And uh, this guy, like, walks in and just, like, points at readers, like, hey, I want to wrestle you. Oh, no. And apparently This he, happens at every camp. Apparently he, like, went, uh, Bono said reader went, like, attitude adjustment on the guy, like, picked him up and dumped him on his head. And apparently the, reader was, like, trying to kill the guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you should say that on Flow Radio. <sighs> He, he wasn't actually, actually trying yeah. to kill the guy. I know. But he put a hurting on him, and then when they called time, he gave him a nice firm on the shoulder, like, bet you feel stupid. So the dad this got mad? Listen. Did the dad get mad? I certainly hope not. He picked the fight. So Well, you opened it with he tried to fight Reader. He just, like, challenged him. I don't know. This ha- Listen, this <laughs> happens at, like, every camp. There's always a kid that thinks they can... I was it's at a dad. I was at one. Kid. I was at one in Waynesboro, Virginia. Henry Cejudo was there. You may have heard of him. He won the Olympics, and this kid was <laughs> like, Olympic. this kid, legit challenged him and like thought he would beat him. He's because he was slightly bigger. He was like my size to Henry's, you know, whatever. He's like, no, wrestle me. This is about respect. Like screaming at Henry. <laughs> like <laughs> Henry was like, that's the kind of kid that like. First, first Iron Man, first Iron Man ever, 
everybody got there the night before to get a workout in, and this kid, I'll never forget, this kid from Oklahoma came in. And he, like, because this was the first national tournament ever, like in high school, you know, uh, during the season. This kid comes in and he's like, Where's that Jeremy Hunter kid? Because I'm, I'm going to show him what's up. Well, first of all, Jeremy Hunter's not in this tournament. His team's not here. <laughs> this guy's been training for Jeremy Hunter. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, Jeremy Hunter was the number one kid in the country, and you ain't beating him. And that, you know, that kid went on to do nothing in the tournament. You know what I mean? So, like, people, like, they have their eyes on somebody. Like, right. It's about respect. They just eyeball him, and they're like, I could whoop him. But he knows a lot more wrestling moves than you, so it gets, gets pretty difficult. Okay. Who has watched Thomas Gilman, Love Me or Hate Me? Good. Who hasn't? Yeah. What What are, What were your thoughts, Nomad and or Bracky? I think Bracky, Bracky has way more thoughts than me. I loved it. Uh, hearing him get to talk about Flapgate for, like, the first time and, like, hear his point of view. And, like, he admits he was wrong and everything. But he also – it's like, what would you do in that situation? He, like, pretty much plays it off. He was just trying to win. He was trying to make something happen and win. And uh, again, to hear him talk about the Lezak and only needing seven takedowns. <laughs> like, he made it seem like it was no big deal, <laughs> that he just needed seven takedowns. Uh, and then the world team trial stuff was great. You know, him talking about Ramos and how he approached every match. And he wasn't supposed to win, like, al- almost every match and how he just went into it. So I thought it was great. What did you guys think? I loved it. <coughs> thought it. I thought it captured the essence of Thomas Gilman as best as you can in a – Twenty some minute. He's a quote machine. I thought his I thought his quotes carried the piece. Uh, you know, learning things like that, learning things like his perspective on Flapgate and and his perspective, which he called it Flapgate, which is awesome. That's great. Yeah. Did we I, coin it Flapgate? I tweeted it and it stuck. I I thought it was really cool how, because I was one of those people like during the season like pushing the the villain Gilman thing. Not because like I I'm fully aware that Thomas Gilman is not an actual villain. But for college wrestling, he is perceived as a villain. And then you get this whole other side of him where he, you know, he talks about Flapgate, and it's like, yeah, what I did wasn't cool, but you know, what he did wasn't cool. And talking about um, his interactions with other coaching staffs and his interactions with Ramos. But then you also got to see like he goes to coffee shops and he wears Birkenstocks and he reads all the time and and he he loves his his girlfriend's dog and like this I don't want to say softer side, but like the non-wrestling side of Thomas Gilman, that's incredibly intriguing. His girlfriend, um, by the way, is Mike Evans' sister. Is that true? Fun fact. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. No. <laughs> so, so I yeah, I just thought it was really cool to, you know, because everybody perceives him as like this crazy person. The the one thing that really made because when he when he slammed waters, I was like, jeez, man, he <laughs> really hurt somebody. But then when he was like, you, everyone got to watch that and then think about it and how they would have done it. But when you're in the moment, you're just thinking about just like split second decision. I text, I text McDonough the other day because go watch that clip again where McDonough's like McDonough's in the background like this. He's completely unfazed. Yeah, that's what I said. It's like I said you didn't flinch. He's like this, huh? Huh. It's like, like chaos going on the mat. Like, yeah. They're holding back Gilman. <laughs> Terry's yelling at someone for sure. And and McDonald's like, mm-hmm. what did McDonald say? He's well. At first he was like, what is that supposed to mean? I'm like, uh, you didn't <laughs> flinch. And he's like, 
Yeah, it wasn't that big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see Topher Carton? He's like right behind. His jaw just dropped. Yeah, like yeah. as soon as he jumped back, he was like, <laughs> like he was like, oh my god, something's yeah. about to happen. <laughs> and McDonough's just sitting there. He's like, yeah, I mean, he did McDonough's like, yeah, he did that to me uh, this morning. Drill. Yeah, <laughs> in warm ups. Yeah, he spikes spikes everybody. It's just it's just the thing he does. Speaking of, so you speaking of watching docs, did you see Icarus? I saw Icarus. I'm starting to think that ish international Tell the people what Icarus. international sport has a real doping problem. Icarus. <laughs> <laughs> An, is a Netflix documentary, very well done, about the man who orchestrated the Russian Olympic doping scandal, a man named Grigory something Russian. Rodchenkov. Didn't even try. Didn't even try. That was Sion right there. Rodchenkov. So, basically, it's the entire saga. He details how he rigged the Olympics in Sochi. How he gives you a, a very like candid perspective of, of how he cheated, how many Russians are cheating. It's a lot. Um, you get to see kind of how WADA really doesn't actually care. They just care about not looking bad more so than having a clean sport. Sport. Uh, spoiler alert. In, <clears throat> in Sochi, they passed the samples through a hole in the wall. Yeah. Literally like an electric hot socket was just, <laughs> it's where you put the pee. It's like and then, you know what was very telling when they have... So, this guy from Russia, who's he wasn't like um, he wasn't like this new kind of thing that just Johnny on the spot just won Olympic. Like this guy was the head of the best doping labs for decades, right? Mm -hmm. And then he, you know, all this stuff happens. He comes forward and says, "Here's the dirt," and they meet with these WADA people. And the, one of the most telling things is that the lady is like. This is going to look bad. This is going to look bad on us. I could not believe that they let the cameras into that meeting yeah. because they looked so stupid. So stupid. And then they were just like, they looked shocked that this was actually happening. They like, looked, you know true. what they like, looked like, Kyle? They looked upset that, not that like somebody was coming forward with the information. They looked upset like. those people for bringing it to them. Like, why are you doing this? I, I mean, are you kidding me? She was me? like, is he even sorry? Like, what kind of reaction is that to, like, everything that they have just presented to you? And the guy's like, he risked his life. Yeah. Like, he's away from his family, like, trying to tell everyone what happened. He's never going to see his family again. No, he's, he's – yeah. He'll he never – will never see his wife. But is he sorry? Right. No. So, so forget Incredible. the fact that there's systematic cheating, not just what this guy did at Sochi, but in the history of the Russian lab – um, yeah, he goes into the whole history of it. The whole history of it. I mean, he goes back. I mean, there, there's really never been a clean time in Russian. Yeah. That's oh, what he not says. Not if they can help it. That's what also is really telling us. He's like, there's never been anti-doping in Russia. Never. Weird that, yeah, I mean, the guys who were supposed to make a clean lab are the ones that, it's not like this outside influencer, right, does it. The same people that are supposed to protect it are the ones are influencing it. And it's crazy how close – it just shows you how, in Russia, like, how important sport and, like, their image is. That, like, he's, like, two steps removed from, Pu from Putin. Did you see? Putin yeah, so was the one that put him in charge. Yeah. He was like, we need you because too many people are getting caught. So it goes yeah. – it goes – no, that's not 100% true. They they needed him. They, first of all, they threw him in, a, in an asylum. Right. And then they took him back out of the asylum because he was the only one that could find clean steroids. Yeah. That was my point. 
That's what I was saying. Like you they, said everybody was getting caught. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the steroids were kind of dirty? Yes. Yeah. So what they said was that the Beijing Olympics were coming up. Yeah. Beijing was the place. China was the place where they were, where they were making all the cleanest steroids. So the IOC said, shut it down Open or you're not shop. getting it. You know? <laughs> but uh, That's how Rough Riders roll. Um, DMX. Great. I thought it was very well done. Um, of course, as we've been saying for a while now, international sport, international wrestling, Russian as a federation, they're corrupt. There's cheating everywhere. Well, too, looking especially at especially in doping. Looking at um, that document, I remember because I remember last year, like say, thinking, how did they let Russia into the Olympics? Yeah. And then, and then rewatching that doc and knowing what they knew at the time, like refresh my memory. Like, how did they? Having that information that they had at the time, because they're how did they too. let Russia the, in the Olympics? The IOC is corrupt. Like they're it shows in the documentary, bad. box just like mm, they're in the IAAF, which runs track and field, were the only ones that had a backbone and said, "No, you're out. This is ridiculous." Yeah. When it's yeah, I mean, I guess the the champ the cheating is, is rampant in that as well. But really, it's just everywhere. It's in all the sports um, where where doping's helpful. Which is do you amazing. think? Do you think that, and Nomad 2 here, that it's having an effect now that the post... Oh, my God. We got to bring this up. Do I think it's having the, an effect? I'm going to let you Hold finish, on. But. Let's get to that in a second. But <clears throat> did you see... You talk about how important... Christian alluded to how important it was to Russia, their, their, their performance at the Olympics. Well, Sochi, in Russia, right? Mm-hmm. They did very well in there. Putin's ratings. They had a thing of Putin's ratings. Putin's ratings were going down, 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 down. Sochi, when they did really good, skyrocketed. His approval ratings went up, which they tied into. You know what he did right after that? No, what did he do? I remember this. Invaded part. Ukraine. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect talk- time to invade Ukraine when your approval ratings are way up. Spade talks about that all the time, how, like, Putin will just start little side skirmishes to... Uh, distract people or to bring himself back up into the mainstream. The art of the deal. So, um, But, yes, Willie, I think it is very impactful, and I think that's why Russia's team, Russia will, this is the worst Russian team we've seen in years. Because they're... Long, long, long time. Because finally somebody's trying to clean it up and they're scared of doping, uh, testing positive, right? I don't think that's why. I 100% think that is why. They either got caught... And it got slid under the rug. They they are afraid of getting caught. Or they're like, nah, I'll just wait until the new weight classes come out. Because we're going to need new things to cut weight. Because there's going to be day of weigh-ins. It is a massive... This world championship so is completely right, so think, affected by everything that's going on yeah. with doping. So you think Romanov and Godoyev are both out because of doping. Because they are doping and they don't want to get caught. So you, th- so that basically what you're insinuating is that it's the the solution is in place and it's fixed and now we have good doping because I don't. No, I didn't good say that. I didn't say that. Well, then what I do think they care? The, I think the heat. They they can they can withstand losing a year, to get the heat off them. But right now there's more heat on them than normal, and they're well, trying to de- they're trying to see how much <laughs> how much 
how long the heat will stay or if it'll just dissipate like it has always in the past. Well, oh, there's also, a big problem. We're going to have a push. Okay. Let's be, let's be really clear. I mean, we don't have to get really complicated with it. They're, they're scared to test positive because it's like two years. Because they don't. They're scared to te- test positive because now it's not Rusada that's yeah. running those labs. It's not Russians running the WADA lab in Russia. Right. It's it's WADA people running those labs. They're not going to clear. They're not going to. They're not going to fake the results for them. That's why they're scared. Yeah. Mm. So I, I think part of it is year after the Olympics, the fields go down typically. That That is very common, okay. but it, they are way down. Like Gadisov didn't retire because... Well, also, look, I, I think playing into it, you're looking at the Russian team and saying, well, there's only a couple pieces missing. I think what Nomad's looking at is participation throughout this season. Where they haven't participated. Right? Yeah, they just haven't even wrestled. They haven't Godoyer because they're know. not they don't want to get tested anywhere. Right. Yeah. Um they're staying off the yep. grid. Yeah. Okay, um let's get into some questions from some fans. We got some good ones here. Um to all of us. Which wrestler coming off a red shirt slash injury will make the biggest impact? Let's start with Kyle Bradke. I need to think about this. Okay. Yeah. I was who's coming pre- off injury? I was not prepared. I don't know who's coming off injury, actually. Who's coming off injury? Hang on one sec. Well, I would say... I would say... Hmm, I don't know if this guy counts. I'm going to say Isaiah White. Mm. Yeah. Well, will Isaiah White... Let, let, why don't we put the parameters in this? Which wrestler that did not wrestle in Division One last year... Mm-hmm. Which wrestler did it, that did not wrestle last year have the, have the biggest impact? Like, a, and Isaiah White, uh, who? Chad Red, another Nebraska guy. So for team race, there's only you know a, a couple guys, but overall, Pete Rendo was third. That's a pretty big one. And he registered like he's probably the highest placer coming back that didn't wrestle last. I aren't saying wrestled last year. He didn't wrestle. What about? Compete, Adam Coon to be attached. Oh, yeah, oh, Adam, yeah Adam, Coon. <laughs> Adam Coon. Adam Coon may do slightly better than Isaiah White and Chad Red. So we'll take him. We'll take Adam Coon. And uh, next topic. He didn't redshirt, but uh, Pat Downey. He didn't wrestle last year. And if he wrestles 97, I mean, what's he start the year at? Rank second? Uh, there was yeah, differently. One, day, one time he said 84. Another time he said 97. Well, here's the thing. He always talks about how he's, like, so small. He's so undersized. He's so uh, not big enough for 97. But, but he doesn't want to cut. But then he's like, I'll, I want to go. Yeah. So I don't know how big he actually is. I know. Is. Here's I, another one. Jacoby Smith. Oh, my oh gosh. Oh, my gosh. Very excited for him. He's Everybody's the tr- excited. Truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Jacoby. Mar- Alex Marinelli and David McFadden. Yep. Both strong. Quite strong. There's a, that's quite a few. Dominic Abinator, Willie Miklas. Oh, yeah. All of Michigan. Alec All Pantelio. of Michigan. Yes. <laughs> All of Michigan. <laughs> Kellen Russell, is he coming off red shirt? <laughs> yeah. Um, so a lot of, there's a lot of impact guys coming in. That's a very good question. I don't think – is anyone good coming off an injury? Yes. Zeke uh, Moyes has been injured for seven years. Oh, yeah. Zeke. What's going on? But if you're always injured, are you ever injured? <laughs> are you hurt? Or are you, are you hurt? He's definitely injured. He's definitely injured. His arm's like – come out of his body um okay ryan milhoff yeah he's good one okay okay outside of kale 
This is from, and I'll, I'll, the first question was from Jeffrey Keaton. The second question from Scott Hanafy. Outside of Kale, who is the best four-time NCAA champion? So obviously the there's Kale Sanderson, 159-0, the GOAT. Then you have Pat Smith, Logan Steber, Kyle Dake. Okay. Willie, this morning prior, immediately eliminated Pat Smith. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I was just thinking about that. Because they all I don't, have... I don't, remember, I don't remember his situation, to be that's honest. That's my thing. I, I mean, don't know who he'd be. That's why I won't eliminate him. But wasn't Pat Smith's one year, like his freshman year, he was like average, right? I don't know all the details of Pat Smith either. I don't know. I watched YouTube videos on him. It's not like I was around to watch him live. <laughs> I, well, the thing is, I don't know the brackets and the the... Context, right? Did he beat who? Did he, did he beat somebody he wasn't supposed to? Did he beat a goat? I don't. I don't know. He beat Tom Ryan. Pat Smith was 122, four and two. All four of his losses came during his freshman season of 1990. So he oh had my three. God, he had three undefeated seasons. <laughs> <laughs> that's more than uh, that's more than Daycat. So yes, uh, it is. And 1991. More than Lo- Logan, Logan had two. Logan had two. It's more than Logan. 1991. 28 so no. 20 bonus <laughs> point wins. <laughs> 1992, no. 32 wins, 22 by bonus. 1994, 30 wins, 24 by bonus. Why does that automatically make him number two? Well, no, Look it doesn't Kyle automatically, Dig. but it's Look certainly... Look who Kyle Dake beat. Kyle Dake beat some guys. <laughs> he beat more than some guys. Kyle Dake beat David Fresh, Taylor. Let's, uh, let's Logan Steber beat... Freshman year, he beats Reese Humphrey in the semis. Then he beats Montel Marion in the finals. Two of maybe the best to never win it. Yes. Montel Marion, two-time finalist. Uh... Then next year he beat Frank Molinaro, mm-hmm. pretty good at wrestling. Pretty good. Turns NCAA out. Champ, champ, fifth Olympian. in the Olympics, four-time All-American. One fifty-seven. Derek St. John, national champ, four-time All-American, and then his senior year beats David Taylor. Two-time hot. He's second. Yeah, I would go with I would go with Dave. Pat Smith's senior year, he beat several people who are uh, <laughs> Division One coaches now. Although, look, man, if Pat Pat Smith went three years undefeated. <clears throat> If if I'm Pat Smith and we're listening to us talking, taking Kyle Dake, Pat Smith saying, uh, "Could I have done any better? Yeah. I didn't lose for three years. Yeah, I didn't lose. And also, <clears throat> we we just don't know. He beat some guys. Yeah, like the the Derek St. John of Pat Smith's generation. We just don't know that that's the Derek St. John. That's right. No, I get it. I just Dake's. you're biased. Call me biased. <laughs> oh, the John Smith came out. That was not John Smith. <laughs> That's not a John Smith. Well, uh, I, I I still hold it against you that you don't do your do your John Smith. No. I I don't think it is. Uh, it's hard. I mean, I think they're close. I think it may be clear. I think it's. How would a match go? What period would it go to double overtime? Coin flip. Who? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. You well, I mean, Dakin Dakin Smith could wrestle around the one same f- around a 145 mark, ankle pick. You had the whole match breaking down. Stalemate. Pat Smith, Kyle Dake. I'm, yes. all, I'm only through like I'm only through like the first period of that one in my head. Oh boy, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> all right, for a next while. next one. You guys didn't even answer. Yeah, no. I'll, I'll take. We we do these questions and you guys just don't answer them because we, I'll we, take Dake. I'll we take have Dake. to do more research on Pat Smith. I'll take Dake. I'll take Dake I'll, as well. I'll take Dake over Steber, and you know, who knows? I don't know. I'm not taking Steber. Why aren't you taking Steber? Um, kind of, well, even though he was more dominant, um, I thought, I I mean, I'm big on who you beat, right? And he beat better guys, period. 
Kyle Dake did. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah. And that's not Logan Sievers' fault. It's not your fault, Logan. It's not. It's not your fault. It's you not won- your fault. Also, you won world, so trump card to you. Um, this would be hard. Oh, would Willie at Flo find love if he went to Paris? That's from Eric Sheris. What would be, what's, what's love? What's love got to do with it? I don't know. Yeah. That's what people wanted to know. That's what's what love but a... If you Second if you hand. did find love in Paris, would you go to that bridge, which is weighed down by thousands of thousands of locks, and it's actually like a municipal hazard, and it's a really a bad idea? But would you put one of the locks on that bridge with your lover's initials? There's a lock. There's a lock bridge. Yeah. Oh my lord. Um, my if I went to Paris, I mean love in Paris for me would probably involve some sort of restaurant, some kind of food, like a good food, maybe like duck. You eat duck? Patois. I've had duck. It's not a... I've had duck. Seems good. Duck is wonderful. Duck it's is very good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Hey, are you talking about you falling in love with the food or you falling in love with somebody over food? No, I just I just want to eat food. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I thought he meant. I, I just no wanted to clarify. For, I ain't got no time for women. <laughs> that's what okay. I thought. Okay. 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 Um, Gerard Garnett, coach at North Could Dakota Could you imagine State. me in a relationship? That would be a disaster. Yeah, I'm sure it would be. What are you talking about, Gerard Garnett? <laughs> Gerard Garnett wants to know, could you give your RTC power rankings? <clears throat> top five? Top eight? It's Mount Rushmore season. It's Mount Rushmore season. Okay. Nebraska no. is very, very strong right now. I agree. After adding Don Bradley and um, Kendrick, Kendrick, Maple. Kendrick Maple. They have four finalists and two very, very, very strong medal contenders. Ohio RTC has been putting multiple guys on the team every year for Five, six, so if we're ranking them, I'm I'm gonna say, over the course of time, you got to give it to Ohio's RTC yes. right now. Correct. I think Ohio RTC has the track record a little better. You could look at Nebraska's room right now and say they're maybe better right now, but over time, <clears throat> Ohio RTC has the system in place. I mean, right? the best system. You consider. But now, you consider Reese. Reese was a world teamer. I mean, Keith Gavin trained there. Travell trained there. J.D. Bergman. The year Angel was there. Sean Bunch. Henry Cejudo for 48-ish minutes was there. People forget Henry Cejudo went to a higher TC. Um, Yeah, so over over the course of time, it's sort of clear. One time they put how many in 2013? Five five out of seven. Five of seven on the team. Five out of seven. In what year? 2013. 13. Angel. 13 or eight. Reese. Metcalf was sixty six. Um, Jordan was Jordan was seventy four. There's more than Gavin, Keith Gavin, Bergman, Travell. Five out of seven. It's so, <coughs> over half. It's quite good. <laughs> Qu- quick number crunch there. Uh, so okay, so Ohio RTC, Nebraska. Then would you go maybe Penn State? Penn State has Be- put Zane so, Frank, but. You also have to remember Ed. Franklin Gomez has been training there. Franklin Gomez, Espinal, Higuchi. The thing, the thing with Higuchi. the thing with Penn State because I feel like it's now Penn State versus Iowa because the thing because again if we're going long term mm-hmm. Iowa had Ramos and Metcalf, Ramos and Metcalf, Ramos and Metcalf, um, and then right and then Dennis and then they took kind of a dip for a hot second and then back up with Gilman, um, whereas Penn State. Well, I guess they inherited guys when you include like Kale and, and Varner. So yeah, I guess I guess Penn State's three. Yeah, Varner. I mean, I don't know if you count 
I count Varner, Varner. He Varner, won the Olympics while he was training there. Training yeah. In, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll count Varner. Um, you know who dipped was uh, Oklahoma State had this streak. Like they had they had a guy on the Olympic team for like every Olympics. Going back to Milo of Croton. Yeah, Milo. People it's forget Milo. he went to Oklahoma State. Uh, he actually State. trained at Gator Wrestling Club. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the first Gator. Yeah, the first Gator. The first Gator. Okay, so that's the that's the power ranking. Um, a lot of McKenna questions. Any word on McKenna? McKenna. How would McKenna to Iowa impact their season? It would impact their season. This is from Gilman's Matt Flex. <laughs> it would impact their season positively because <laughs> <laughs> you think just a scorching hot take for me. He would help them at 141. Even though I think Vince Turk's gonna have a solid season. Joey McKenna. Better than Vince Turk. Do we want to do the rank Mount then? Rushmore of weight cutting methods? Brian Benson. Let's go to Willie for this. The Mount Rushmore of weight cutting methods. <clears throat> what uh, are what are the favorite? What are your favorites? Weight cutting methods. Yeah. You I never mean, you never did any good healthy ones, did you? Good healthy weight cutting. I mean, no, I was a train wreck. Right. <laughs> I mean, I took water pills, which killed me. I like candy. Water, it wasn't good. So water pills is on the Mount Rushmore of uh, work. For sure. Okay. Yeah, you take one right now, you'll pee for like seven pounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not wrong. You took a water pill? I have. Um, Kyle. I used to take them like candy. They didn't work anymore. I'm pretty sure my kidneys are shot. Um, Don't you think, think that you're has gonna anything us. to do with the water pills? I'll outlive pills. you on sheer, sheer willpower. I'm just going to throw that out Now there. listen, I know a kid. <laughs> his name is Eric Peasy. State champ from McGuffey. Same, same high school, same time as... Uh, same time as Jeremy Hunter, he's a nutbag. I love him, but he took this horse stuff. I forget what it's called. It, you guys would know it. But he took it, and he woke up completely stiff because the water was so out of him that his, like, joints couldn't. So he almost died. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The dark age. People, some of the some of the PA people that are hearing this, they remember Eric P. This is a pretty tough one, actually. <clears throat> Ranking... Um, our world ranked from one to eight best chances at a medal for United States freestyle. That'd be pretty tough. Ah. Who's mo- number one is Kyle, right? He is absolutely the most likely to ranking. Medal. Yeah, I'm not. You're gonna do this. Whoever you take last is gonna. We, we're not going. All yeah, let's now. let's just preface this by saying we want all of America to win eight gold medals. We are rooting for all of America I saw that to win question eight gold on medals. The list. And if they don't, we'll still love them and support them. Unconditionally. I saw that question on the list. I'm like, this is a trap. I'm being set up. Jer- Jamie Vitz. Yeah. Jamie V is He's setting, setting us, us up. He's setting us up like Bobby. All right, so we will. I'll say it. Okay. Snyder's one. Burroughs is two. Cox is three. Logan. Snyder's. Green, uh, t- is this Green the medal? Is four. Green over Logan. Okay, now remember, he said he said best chances. He didn't. It, yeah, yeah. He's not saying percentage wise. I know. If I think Logan's eighty one and Green's eighty two, I'd still think I'm still think very highly of Logan. Uh, percent. Uh, Logan. Gilman. Over Rutherford. Zane Gwiz. Hmm. I'm a, I'm around in there. <clears throat> I might flop. And I think. I'm o- I'm over fifty, probably over. S- yeah, I'm over fifty on percent. All of us to medal. So you, you think, think there's a there's a fifty percent chance everyone medals? 
No. I think I think we'll get five medals. Wow. Well, he's saying he's saying he thinks there's a th- our worst chance, which you said is Gwiz, still has a 50-50 shot. I feel like a really good I, shot. I think we have a I think we have a very strong team. I think the I think the team is made to look even stronger by the weakness of the field. Weak world. Uh, hold on though. I think America has. I think our some of our better guys are in a deeper weight. James Green can absolutely win a world title, but it's so deep. Seventy well, is deep. Sixty one's deeper. Well, right. I mean, <clears throat> it's it, it it is how it has always been, which is dependent upon where you get pulled into the draw. Well, what I'm saying is, you said look, look you said that Gwiz might be our least likely, even though that's good odds, um, and it's one of the thinner weights. Hey. But if so he that's a up, good thing. But if he ends up on the same side, if it's same size Gino and Aqua, which I'm pretty sure can't happen because I think they got that seating part right, um, then that's an issue, right? Well, that's that's I guess that's what I'm getting at is that Gwiz, he, it, while you can't pick him to beat an Agul or maybe Patrius Feely or something like that, um, he he only needs one. Uh, he needs a bracket to set up right because I think he beats anybody else to get into that bronze medal match. Right, I I I think a fully peak quiz, which is what we should see in a few days, it has the ability to beat ninety percent of that field. Wow! Now whether he does so it, loaded. you know, that's 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 on him. That's on. What's the your most team. loaded weight? You think sixty one's the most? In terms of like sixty one, in terms of how many guys can win it? Now that Aliyev's back in there, Aliyev's back in there, right? So sixty one, you have. The champion Logan Steber. You have Kachigashvili. You have the previous ch- champion twice over, Haji Liev. You have Kachigashvili, who is <laughs> phenomenal. This weight is definitely the toughest. You have Esanpur, who barely gave Logan everything he wanted and has has been right at that level for years. The Ru- who's what the Russian are they sending? Uh, you have Rashidov, uh, Rashidov, who has three or four age level medals and is just. Starting to finally get his chance on the senior level, um, yeah, this weight's tough. And then you have oh, you have Open Sot, who's no. now wrestling for Turkey. Yes, Open Sot's alive. Yes, his name He's is 120. Chengizan Erdogan now. Erdogan. <laughs> for, he wrestles for Turkey. He changed his name years ago. He's been in Turkey for years. But it's I just knew now he went he to Turkey. I didn't know he changed his. Why did he change his name? I believe it had to do with the. They changed it to the prime minister's last name. Yes, well, that's probably not a bad idea in (laughs) a place like Turkey. (laughs) Oh my gosh! So you have guys like that, and then there's like even you know there's like just randomly tough guys like Frangulian, Ivanov. um, Why? Yeah, was Boney Rodriguez is there still, 117 years old. Um, That weight. There is not a weight. Listen. There's not a weight tougher than that. Niaz Bekoff, he's won the Asian Championships multiple times. He's very tough. Purpolita's good. This is a very good. This is a very tough weight. Yeah, that's tough. Someone Let's see that. if it's tougher. This, uh, real quick, uh, at seventy. Um, Hosen Kani, Chimizo. Yeah, Nurikow, Omarov, Ganzerig. Come on. Ginsburg's good, I guess. Yeah, yeah these guys are good. It's a good weight. Oh, you're counting Rashidov. Caddy Magomedov, Nevruzov, Gore, Radulov. 74 is 
solid too. Hold on, because we're because we're going over, and I feel like we're gonna cut it soon. Uh, there's, I, I want you guys to go. We have the world championship entries on Flow. I want you to go down to 125 and look at the top name on 125. What is it? It is Fat John. Stop. <laughs> there's a heavyweight named Fat John. It's Fat John. <laughs> Spell it. F A T J O N. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Where is he from? Albania. Of course he is. There's also a guy, I don't know where I saw. He, I, does I he saw have to be a heavyweight? <laughs> they named him Fat. They just knew he was going to be a 125. I don't know if that translates. But there is, there's a guy, too, his last name is Semisoro. Semisoro? Oh, from Germany. I'm a big fan of him. So uh, he's sort of sad. But yeah. <laughs> Semi. Semi. Well, with that, it's 9.07 for crying out loud. We should probably get the heck out of here. What Seven over it? like what? Not, yeah, that's, that was your thing. You used to make people people uh, feel terrible about their eating. Seven over like you. An hour before weigh-ins. Yeah. One water pill, you're good. Don't, <laughs> don't do it, kids. Guys, Wait. water pills, they'll kill you. I got it from him. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Don't tell I'm us, not going to tell. Don't tell us uh, about I'll your sources. Somebody, Victor Play the music out. I'll get somebody Let's go. fired. I'll get somebody arrested. We are so thankful to be back in the saddle doing Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I missed all of you, including Efren, who ruined most of the show with his bag crank. Efren, did you bring us sandwiches? We will be back Thursday. Can we all commit to Thursday? Nomad gives me a nod. Is anyone leaving anytime soon? I feel like we've been in flux this Um, whole time. Well, I will be going to the World Championships of the world. Congrats. Way to go. Sick brag, bro. When do you leave for that? Uh, I leave after, well, no, I guess the next day. Early Friday. Early Friday. We just, we need, we just need a day. This just say one day. Early Friday. Friday. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Thanks a lot. We'll be back Thursday. Later. <laughs>